Hey everyone, it's Ariel Hawani, and I wanted to let you know that each and every week I'm part of a great program called the Ringer MMA Show. I host it alongside two absolutely brilliant minds. Their names, Chuck Mendenhall and Pete Carroll. And every Thursday, a new episode drops where we preview the weekend in mixed martial arts and react to all the biggest news. Plus, after every UFC pay-per-view, we give you a post-fight show. So this is what you have to do. Just follow the Ringer MMA show on your Spotify app so you don't miss an episode. We'll talk to you then. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com, Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Shout out to that guy. Yes. The Major Stick. Oh, my goodness. It's professional wrestling. Champion. 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 Stay mage and enjoy yourself. Mage. Ladies and gentlemen, the world's number one sports and recreation podcast, Cheap Heat, back. Big Friday something. There's something going on this Friday. I'll tell you what it is. It's cheap heat. Um, I tried to get a hold of the great uh, evil Sam Roberts, but I've been told he's on a flight right now, so I don't know that we're going to get evil Sam. He's very, very busy. Had so many different things going on over the weekend. I wish I could do it. I can't quite do it. I just can't do it. I wish I could do Sam Roberts, not Sam. Uh, but it was nice seeing Sam. Got to see him a few times. Came to the uh, heat and greet um, and just bumped into him throughout the weekend. Awesome seeing old Sammy. Now, uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll call some uh, members of the Jew World Order today, see if they want to weigh in. We'll get to some news there in a little bit. First, I want to, um, before we even get to all the mania stuff to cover and some of the news of the day, which also includes that we've learned tonight on SmackDown, Triple H is going to again address address the WWE universe which is particularly interesting considering of course he addressed the WWE universe on Monday and since Monday it's just been not a lot of ton of not a lot of great stories about what's what was happening on Monday during the show and so everyone's curious now about what's going to happen tonight and you know I'm sure I'm sure you guys have all read the stories that uh, Vince McMahon was back in charge creatively on Monday is he going to be in charge tonight on SmackDown? Nobody knows, yada, yada, yada. So obviously, this is going to be an interesting few weeks as we figure out the new direction of this company. If there is a new direction, Triple H just got through telling us on Monday there really wouldn't be. All is the same. But then it did not feel exactly the same 
to a lot of people. So it's going to be an interesting time no matter how you cut it, and especially as we watch this whole deal with Endeavor Shakeout that nobody exactly understands what is going to be what. But let's start with uh, a little bit of mailbag in a moment. Troy, do you have uh, you have the mailbag drop? I don't have to play it, right? You, you capable of that? Oh, I've got it. Now, Troy, uh, real quick, before we get to the said mailbag, Troy the Goy, uh, how are you? I've been better, Pete. I I asked you earlier what was going on because you've been in Hawaii recently and our time trying to you trying to work from Hawaii seems like a somewhat unmanageable situation considering you work on this program very East Coast driven hard enough to even get dip in on the show let alone you who's hours behind dip and Ariel who you work with who's also here in New York it just seemed complicated so I I've been encouraging him and asking him uh, to move to a part of the world where he could maybe settle in and sort of live life in a normal way. You seemed like you were up on that, like the possibility seemed reasonable. And then I said, how's it going today? And and you said, not very good. You know, as the great philosopher Mike Tyson once said, everyone has a plan until you get punched in the mouth. I had a great plan. I was going to go to Boston. I was going to be stable. I, I could see s- you in Boston. I, I yeah, could see you in Boston. Boston. I was going to settle down with a woman and life was going to be great. And my podcast host would stop getting frustrated with me about trying to know what time zone I'm on. And then I was with said woman in Hawaii last week and uh, she left unexpectedly. So now I don't have her or my plan or any chance of stability ever again. Now, if anyone listening thinks, all right, that's a, that's a sad story. I've, I've heard, I've heard sad sob stories like this before. I'm here to assure you that this is a different sort of sob story because this woman who you were planning to take up with in Boston and and now start a relationship. Did you currently have a relationship? We did not. We've been very good friends for several years. And before we came out to Hawaii together, we pretty much agreed that after returning from said adventure, we would settle down together we'd made many references to it we joke about it all the time and what our future would look like i have receipts and of course actions speak louder than words many actions to indicate to me that yeah she and i were going to have a future together and then uh i basically said in hawaii last week all right let's let's start thinking about this future that we've been alluding to and then she said uh no i, I don't want a future with you and then she left after that conversation so here's the here's the there's so many questions I, I could ask. I mean, you could literally be you could be studied around the clock in Geneva for, for weeks on end with people trying to get an understanding of what exactly is wrong with you. But you were planning a life with a woman. Did anything romantic happen? Physically, no. We were very clear with each other to not cross any boundaries. We didn't want to do that, make the rest of our time weird while we were still together. Why, would, the, it with, be, with why would it be weird, though? But why, what would have possibly been weird about hooking up with someone who you intended on being with, potentially? Like, I don't get the weird Because we, like, we were roommates, too. We didn't want to make that dynamic weird at all. Um to be roommates first and then enter into a relationship is like the backwards way to do it. So I don't know. We just, we just didn't feel like that was the best course of action. And then yes, in my head, 
and again, I'm not like making this up. I'm not some lunatic over here. Like we had had a, we had basically come to an agreement. Hey, we're going to see other people for a couple months. She was seeing people. I was seeing people. Great. But on the side, like we were still technically going on dates together, traveling together, doing all sorts of coupley things together. And then I basically said like, all right, it's time for us to start dating. And then she was like, nah, I'm out. Well, you know, we have a, um, we have a segment on the show that you would fit into. Uh, not on this show. It's on my morning show. It's called Congratulations, You Played Yourself. Mm. And, and, and Troy, I, I, this, come on. You were living in plausible deniability for in, implausible deniability. Like, in what world do people have legitimate romantic feelings for each other? And they're both single and spending time together. And there's no sort of business relationship or anything that, like, would prohibit you from being in a relationship. And you just think the person's choosing to be, like, responsible. It doesn't sound crazy now looking back at it. No. Oh, okay. So I have a question. So when you were with this person who you were attracted to and wanted a relationship with and you're yet to ever sleep with, you didn't find yourself being like, man, I really, really would like to have something happen here. No. Um, and gosh, and this is another thing I would love to go to Geneva for. I'm not very I'm not very sexually driven. I'm not your typical man. Wow. You you are the most honest. I thought I was an honest host. Troy, I, I Troy just came right out. Natalie's in the room staring at me, as she often is, because she's trying to weasel her way onto every show that I do. Uh, she she Troy just straight up said he's not a very sexually driven person. So even so there's there's upside though. Oh, but here she comes. Hold on, she's taking the show over okay, again. So while she hold on, so hold I on, surround my, as you know, I surround right. myself with beautiful women all the time. Right. And guys are like, yo, you have no urges? And I say, No, I'm so good at tamping down that primal male urge that we all have and just and, 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 and I'm being serious, be I'm not being funny. I'm not being funny right now. You are one hundred percent sure that you're a, a woman guy, not a man guy, or something else. I've thought about that before. Yeah. You know, maybe I maybe I do like men, and then I actually think about being with men, and then I'm like, no, nope, that's definitely not it. Definitely a woman guy, just very on the lower spectrum, on the lower sexual energy zone. Yeah. Okay, Natalie, yes. you've been waiting to say something. What do you want to say? No, it's fine. I'm not wanted. No, you are wanted. Just I wanted to hear the answer. What I, was, do you want to say? I was just gonna say, there's nothing, and that's like a beautiful thing. That's like a freeing thing. You can actually focus on anything else in your important in your life and obviously you can but, but you're missing a, a mi but here's what makes troy an absolute bona fide psychopath what you're saying is correct it, it is freeing if i wasn't god you know where my career would be if i hadn't been worried about women it, uh, god i'd be president right. who, who knows but troy he lives for women he follows them all over the world he fills every hour with time hanging out with them so he's not even pursuing the sex and still wasting all the time. It it almost makes no sense. Is that do you follow me? I don't know if I see it like Peter does. I think that that's totally fine. Um, if he wants, but he was just planning an entire life with a woman, and because he's not sexually like, uh, and by the way, I'm not saying I'm not judging it, but because he wasn't trying to push, you know, push it sexually and ever try anything, he never got the answer that she wasn't interested. So eventually she's just like, I'm not interested. I'm leaving. And he was like, what? I thought there was something here. You know how you find out there's nothing there when you lean in for the kiss and the person goes the other direction. Then you go, oh, mm -hmm. we are we are absolutely just friends. You never did that. 
And so as a result, you just it sounds like you just presented her with, hey, so are we going to be in a relationship now? And she was like, uh, nah, bruh. Is that yeah, basically I ba- it? I basically gave her a presentation with uh, Natalie, you facts, have details. Being said. <laughs> he said he gave facts. her a presentation. Yeah. How much of a presentation? <laughs> did you have just, did you have paperwork? No, no, no paperwork, okay. just anecdotes, receipts, text messages, photos. No keynote. It was anecdotal. Counting of stories. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. anecdotal. Had I given a PowerPoint, would that have done it? Do you th- Natalie, do you think the PowerPoint would have put this over the top? <laughs> don't listen to her. By the way, don't listen. <laughs> yeah, Natalie. <laughs> Natalie just said that I should be giving a presentation, a PowerPoint presentation every time I'm interested in getting it. Listen, I, man, this is so, okay, we got to move on to wrestling, but I just wanted to give everyone a little taste of just like exactly what we're dealing with when it comes to cheap eat. This is an interesting man. So can I ask you, while you're willing to reveal everything, I have to ask you one more personal question. Oh, yeah. When was the last time you engaged in some sort of sexual something or other with another human being? Um, August 2022, prior to that, January 2015. So yeah, seven year gap. Oh my God. This is getting more fascinating. You're sitting on gold here, Rosenberg. You should bring me on more often. I, there's I, I, layers you know here. Forget dip. I, you know what? You're, it's, by the way, I may change the whole show. I may, I may get rid of dip and SGG and every week just study you. Um, I apologize that Natalie doesn't have her own headphones on, so I have to repeat what was just said. But let's be honest, it bears repeating. The last time Troy had any physical interaction with another human being, it was August 2022. Before that, it was January 2015. That's seven years to you and me. Uh, Natalie wants to know if there have ever been um, any paid people involved. Considered, but no. But why would you even consider it if you're not even that into that part of the equation? Uh, I was in Amsterdam in the fall of 2016. You know, like that's the place to be. So I considered it just for the experience, but ultimately decided. All right. Last thing before we move on. And I can already sense probably half the mailbag is just going to be filled with questions about this. But um, have you ever considered like there may be because listen, I really do admire especially when you're single and young, not being overly caught up in sex, right? And very often with men, though it's not spoken about very often, as men get older, yeah, that's not the same as being 16 years old. But you are, how old are you again, Troy? 27. You're 27 and you don't have a regular partner. So I would say it is unusual that it's not like top of mind. Like I would say that is unusual. Have you ever considered going into specifically finding out if everything's all right? Like there's nothing going on there. It's just straight up your personality. <laughs> I, I, I know what it is. And this this can be my final thought. And then we'll talk. Oh, here you go. Okay. Okay. Um, in college, I looked at all the guys around me who were so driven by sex that it took up all of their energy it took them away from school it took them away from their priorities and i hated those kinds of men i hated the frat boys who just talked about women and were very disrespectful i hated Mm -hmm. that i didn't want to be like that and so Mm -hmm. over the next few years i basically trained myself to not be distracted by the things that people typically are i haven't watched a movie in years i don't watch tv the only thing i watch is the ufc because i get paid to do it and i'm not interested 
really in sexual relationships because I perceive these all to be distractions from the main goals at hand, which for me is my, my physical fitness, my mental fitness, traveling, being adventurous, reading, writing, self-improvement. I'm very focused and, and I choose not to distract myself with such things. Well, there you have it, folks. The ramblings of a lunatic right here on GP. Hold oh, on. Stop it. I just have to say that's the most gangster ass shit I've ever heard. I give you so many props for being able to even talk about that when most men will like keep it bottled in and like, I don't know, punch a wall. I have no idea. No, he just watches other people punch. I love it. You're the best, babe. Thank you, Natalie. You're a great woman. Now, now get in the kitchen, hook up some lunch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right, this has already been an interesting Friday. Something, uh, wow, to be continued from the insane mind of Mr. Troy the Goy. So let's get to some mailbag uh, that we didn't get to post-wrestle. There was so much going on, so much excitement, and now um, a lot of things to discuss. Chase writes us. Mail. Pistol Pete, Stat Sizzle Greg, and Dip to My Lou, my favorite podcast ever, Wrestling Food, Jews. Edge continues to impress me since his major return from injury. He told an epic story with the Judgment Day, one of betrayal, revenge, and his red wedding of a Mania match versus Balor. Edge also wove his own characters into the year-long feud, never half-assed a promo, and came up with amazing visuals for his entrances. He's working his ass off. He's showing commitment to the art form on every level. What an entrance at Mania. That metalite mirror head armor thing with hell ablaze in the background was so sick. Then a match that was more hardcore than WWE usually books. This all feels self-conscious to me. I think Edge is doing something. Maybe something plus. Maybe something special. What are your teas? Here are my teas, and, and I mean this sincerely, and I hope Edge hears this. Number one, first and foremost, he is a great guy, okay? Um, most importantly, though, I've been heaping praise on the Mysterios for their commitment to this craft that we love so much and just how much they've been giving of themselves when it comes to performing and the commitment to the business as the way that we as fans love it, right? Um, I have to give that to Edge as well. And I've been thinking about this. If you guys remember... Edge came on the program. Troy, can you look on YouTube and see when that Edge episode was? I mean, I think you produced it. Oh, yeah. um, I It was 2020, I believe. It was certainly super mid-pandemic. Um, I, I remember I was at my parents' house. Take a look on that date for me. But it was now a couple of years ago, all right, that Edge came back and said he was back because he missed it, he loved it, and he had other superstars he wanted to work with still. And one by one by one, he has done exactly that. He has put on awesome matches. He puts an incredible effort. He is nothing but happy and excited and personable. I've seen him interact with fans. I've seen him interact backstage. I interact with him. He is so thrilled to be doing this. And as a result, I am completely thrilled and I think all of us as fans are completely thrilled to consume it because you can feel it coming from him and now I'm excited to see where he goes you know if that was the red wedding of sorts and that's sort of the end of this story and maybe it won't be but it, it appears that it might be right I mean maybe he now has something with Damien 
Um, but it seems like Rhea now is off into different things. Her and Dom are kind of off into their own thing, plus Rhea is the champion. Dom is in his own stratosphere completely. He just worked with Finn directly. Maybe there now is a play for him and Damian Priest, or maybe that's it with the Judgment Day, and Edge will move towards something else and another young superstar that he wants to turn into a bigger star. Because let's be real, ever since Edge made the decision to do this Judgment Day thing, it has gotten better and better and better for all parties involved. Um, everyone's career has gone to a different level because of Edge on some level, right? The Judgment Day didn't happen just on its own. It was an Edge thing, and here we are. So I used those thousands and thousands of words to say thank you to Edge. What you have done has been so, so cool, and the people who really love it. And remember, Edge and Christian, when they came on the scene, are really just athletic, charismatic, hardworking versions of all of us. I always consider Edge and Christian, and the Hardy Boys for that matter, to be really the first generation of like new school wrestling fans. The kids who grew up loving Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant and Bret Hart and Randy Savage who made it their career because of that modern version of wrestling. Now, of course, you'll meet people like Steve Austin and tons of others from that generation who watched the wrestling when they were kids. But that was a totally different era of wrestling that we almost can't identify with. The Edge Christian Hardy Boy generation, they grew up watching the same things we grew up, and they did it. And they're still doing it, and they're still giving it, giving to the business. I love them. And I love Edge, and I love that email, and I appreciate it. Did you get the date on that episode? July 7th, 2020. Wow. July 7th, 2020. I can't believe that. We're coming up on three years since we had that conversation with Edge. Don't take it for granted, guys. It's going to end. He, he's not coming back forever. So I can't believe it's already been that long that we've had him back. Um, he debuted in 1992, guys. All right? He's 49 years old. 50th birthday coming up in October. So, you know, listen, who knows when it goes till, but damn it, it's been a hell of a ride. Um, then he wrote mail. Okay. This is insane. This gentleman chase who wrote the email. He said, here's my heel hummus promo for all your face cream cheese smear talk smear talk. So this is him as hummus writing a promo. All right, here he goes. This is him as hummus. Here we go. <clears throat> I'm reading this for the first time, everyone. Roll with me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take on the character of Hummus. Okay. Cut my music. Cut my music. You know, cream cheese, everyone loves you because they're just like you. Dense, fat, and easy to spread. Boo, Natalie, boo. Boo! But listen to me. You're nothing more than a spoiled dairy queen sucking off the flabby teats of bagel marks and cheesecake genetis. Ironic, since you actually came from the teats of your mother, a dumb cow, just like all of these people here tonight. <laughs> but, you, but you see, Hummus, 
Hummus had to start off in the dirt, the salt of the earth, and rise from a tiny Israeli indie into the protein-packed, shelf-stable, creamy, crunchy, tahini-swirling, superstar schmear of the year and mensch of the melench. You might be America's darling, but I'm the intercontinental chickpea champion these idiots can't live without, no matter how bloated and farty I make them. I'm a generational schmear. The bite-for-bite best dip in the biz. Warm, super smooth hummus dolloped with whipped tahini. Hummus is better than you, and you know it. That was something, Chase. I, I really felt myself turning into hummus. Then he writes, no actual disrespect to cream cheese. It's mage. I'm speaking up for legit halal-level restaurant-style hummus, the kind you might drag hot pita through, schmear inside a shawarma wrap, or drape over a forkful of delicious chicken. Love listening to y'all. Chase from Houston. I so appreciated that ending because, frankly, no one could cut that promo with all due respect to like regular store-bought hummus. But when you get that, mm, you know, that made, that made me want to go to the Israeli restaurant tomorrow just to get all the delicious, their hummus and pe- Remember how popping that bread was? Anyways, Chase from Houston, you're a great, great guy. Thank you. I want to co-sign on that. Hummus is hands down the best spread. And, this and cream by the cheese way, nonsense, get out of here. I'm a you're huge hurting, hummus guy. You're hurting the cause because no one trusts your taste, Troy. You're not helping. You're not helping hummus. Hummus is going, shh, stay, stand down. Minimalist who eats nothing. (laughs) We'll we'll get into my uh, ridiculous food takes uh, at a later date, but hummus is, I love hummus. I would bathe in it. Thanks, Troy. Go ahead and pipe down over there with your hummus, your over the top hummus talk. We just did enough. I just cut a whole promo on behalf of it. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com, Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. 
It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there, just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier, thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive, or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. Mail. Head of the table, Rosenberg, wise man of the pod, SGG, and my main man, Dip, longtime listener, first time emailer. I'm a lifelong WWE fan in my mid 30s, and unfortunately, my friends could not care less about professional wrestling. However, I just watched WrestleMania with my seven year old and took him to a recent house show, and it was the most fun thing we've done in a long time. At the moment, he believes pro wrestling is 100% real and gets hysterically worked up during run ins, such as the main event with Solo and the Usos interfering. He will complain about ref bumps like we just watched a robbery take place in real time and gets more invested than I ever could. I love it, and I want it to continue forever. However, he is starting to ask more questions about why certain things in the ring occur, and I feel bad lying to him in order to keep the beauty of kayfabe alive in his eyes as long as I can. At what point do you guys think I should tell him the truth about the scripted nature of the shows? If I tell him it's staged, I'm worried about losing my WWE watch-along buddy if he loses interest. Trying to find the right middle ground without out without outright lying to him about it. Appreciate the insight. Root him in and stay mage forever, Ryan. Now I, I do have thoughts on this. So he is seven. <sighs> now here's the here's the bummer, Ryan. The bummer is that he only recently seemed to get into it. Unless you're skipping that part, because you said mania and a recent house show. So the the real bummer here would be that you just didn't spend more time getting to do this because I am seeing kids as young as seven, eight, nine years old really start to enjoy it in the way that we enjoy it. So let me, let me say that. Let me put that out there right away. Don't think you're going to ruin the fun because he finds out it's predetermined. Um, he can absolutely still enjoy it while understanding that it's a performance. I'm sure he loves um, Disney movies. I'm sure he loves other things that are designed for kids, and he processes them as entertainment. Um, I do not think there's any harm in him being in on it just like you are. I also don't think, though, there's any harm in you, you know, trying your best to fudge the line a little bit without outright lying to get a little bit more time out of it just because it's so fun. Maybe you can ease your way in and say, well, you know, some things are scripted and, you know, some things are part of a show and it's entertainment. And sometimes maybe there's a way to ease your way in. But if you're not comfortable with lying at all to your son, which I do appreciate as someone who believes in rigorous honesty at all times, certainly whenever possible, um, I, I got no issue with you just saying, hey, here's the deal. When I was a little boy like you, I also viewed it just like you do. But then I've learned as I've gotten older, it's actually, they're actually just performing. Isn't that cool? You know, and sort of explain it in the way that we feel about it. It's so cool because it's performance. Don't be disappointed that it's not real fighting. Be excited because it's actually performance. That's, that's how I would approach it. And I hope too. Natalie and I spent a half our weekend talking about how much we can't wait to have kids who are going to be there with us. I really hope I'm still 
I really hope I'm still with WWE when we have children so I can bring like a little two-year-old to WrestleMania. It'd be so fun. And then bring them backstage and watch like their eyes light up like Natalie when she saw Rey Mysterio. I'll tell you though, babe, you did a very good job being cool. I'm trying to be cool. She she met she met Lita, Trish. That was both first time. Hold on, she has maybe she knows her list by heart. Who did you meet? Well, I was just gonna say I I tried my best to just play it cool, you know. Like, I mean, you don't even care about being celebrities. I don't care about celebrities, you know. But I do wish I marked out for Lita because I didn't. I tried to play it cool, which I did play it cool. But I like love her, and she should know that. So. But then, but then to tell them, tell them the person you met who you were almost surprised by how how much you loved them and thought they were great, right after you met Lita. Trish. No. Mankind. No. Oh, Ashley. Yeah. Charlotte. Yes. You you don't you're not on Ashley terms with her. Please. I know. I know. But I I feel like I am. That's how much of a great guy she is. Um, and you met her very. Uh, did you meet her very talented husband as well? Hello, right. Who else did you meet? You didn't give us your whole list for the weekend. What other superstars do you mean? Guys, I don't know about the list. Um, Ray. Dom. Oh, Dom. You, you met Dom. But really quickly. He's just so fucking cool. Sorry. By the way, by the, did you, in terms of like current markout feeling, was it the hardest when you saw Dom? Oh, a thousand percent. Yes, Dom. Dom is the one. Um, okay, who else? You met Dom. You met Ray. Um, Usos. Met the Usos. Both Usos? Yeah. Okay. Um, backstage after they came out. Um, who else? I mean, Omas is the homie. Um, love him. Yeah, you always say MVP. MVP, I always Great say. Great guy. The greatest. And and Snoop, you know. Snoop Loop. Snoop was just incredible. He was such a awesome human being to meet. Yeah, his energy was amazing. I'm trying I feel like you're forgetting someone you met. Yeah, I didn't we didn't, I wanted to introduce you to Rio. We didn't see Rio once the entire weekend. Unfortunately. The great Rhea Ripley. Excited to see what happens with Rhea on SmackDown Bailey. tonight. You met Bailey. There you go. Bailey. Might have been your last chance if these news stories are true. Who knows what the hell's going on? I really hope this Bailey news is not true. I do not want her to be gone. And also, Natalie will be happy to know um, I, it's Good Friday. That's why my therapist wasn't available. I forgot. He's a very religious man. Yeah, you say happy Easter to people. Is that what you say? Happy Easter? Have a good Easter? I'm asking, what what do you say for Easter? Happy Happy Easter. It's happy Easter? It's not Mary. You don't marry Easter, right? No. Merry Easter. No, no. Happy Easter. It just doesn't sound... Like, all due respect, Happy Easter doesn't ring off the way that Happy Passover does. That Happy Passover slaps. Like, it feels nice when you hear it. Like, I will have a Happy Passover. Now, I was hoping and waiting to get um, some news. The big news that was uh, flying around the internet this morning, at least in Jewish wrestling circles, was that there was a image of... Auschwitz that was used in Dominic's intro and like here's here's the New York Post the Auschwitz Memorial called out the WWE this week after an image of the concentration camp was used in a promotional video for a face-off last weekend an image of barbed wire fences and guard towers at the Polish concentration camp appeared in a pre-show clip for a WrestleMania match between 
Ray and Dominic Mysterio. What'd you say? You were telling me that? Yeah, yeah, I know, no, I, I, I know. I, we all, I loved. Oh, it was the promo earlier, saying, yeah. Oh, oh, so it wasn't the ring entrance. It was the pre-promo from earlier in the show or during the kickoff show or, or both. Um, so yes, people are upset about that, and I'm, I'm, I'm gonna look at the video right now because I didn't see this part. I'm, I'm surprised that none of my very Holocaust knowledgeable friends didn't point it out. But yeah, I mean, I see it now. Hey, listen, my assumption is someone was trying to find an image, uh, chose something, didn't realize what it was, made a huge mistake. Um, and I have been informed that, so this this aired during the kickoff show, and word got back that it, it had happened, and it was immediately removed and never aired anywhere else again, and now it's gone. And it appears to have been just that, like that level of a basic mistake. But now WWE has put out a statement that I just received. We had no knowledge of what was depicted. As soon as we learned, it was removed immediately. We deeply apologize for this error. Um, so that that is what I assumed it was. I get it. You know, listen, I'm, I'm not. There's no way that I say this. With, the only thing I could say here that would work is if I like condemn the WWE to hell for allowing it to happen. I, I'm not going to do that. And yeah. That's what I thought happened, and that is what happened. But it is—it has been a news, a big news story today, at least in my little Jewish wrestling circle. So, and like no one in my group was like deeply offended, but everyone was like, "Whoa, what the hell was this? Look at this!" Anyways, that was moving around today. As is the word that Triple H will be leading off a SmackDown again with some sort of message. You also wonder if all of the craziness that we heard about on the internet throughout the week is true. Did we miss things on Monday that we will get tonight, like call-ups from NXT, et cetera? That was probably the most glaring thing, was where are the call-ups? So I wonder what we'll get tonight. It, tonight, I will say this. Post-WrestleMania SmackDown is not normally a thing, not that much of a thing. Post-WrestleMania Raw is the thing. And this year, with sort of the general sense of disappointment around the Raw, I, I really am anticipating SmackDown. Also seeing the news that Dana White has addressed the WWE situation. And uh, not shockingly, he thinks it's a good thing. We'll grow both fan bases. I am, I, you know, listen, I'm not overly interested in the business side of this deal, just to be clear. But I am interested to see how this all plays out over time. And who ends up controlling what. Now, Troy, you're deeply ensconced in the... Um, uh, MMA world. Oh, yeah. I don't need to. I don't need to get every thought on this. But what is? Is there a general purveying thought about the whole situation? The initial reaction when we heard the deal, the MMA world collectively lost its minds over all of the possibilities in terms of actually affecting the respective products. We thought, okay, does this mean more UFC fighters? Kind of once they're done fighting. We'll go into WWE. Does this mean we could have a UFC fighter competing in both organizations simultaneously now that they're in lockstep together? That was the initial reaction in the world. I think after, you know, the pro wrestling world has been much ado about nothing about it. And, um, you know, we've come down and had a couple days to process it. It does seem that this is pretty much just a financial thing. And like, yeah, will there probably be some cross promo, you know, 
Will on the UFC pay-per-view this weekend, could there be something for a, a WWE event? Maybe. I just wonder how, how much the final products will actually be affected. By I don't this. think the final... I uh, See, it's funny. I don't think the final products will be affected at all. What I wonder about is the long-term structure conversation. Like... Is Dana White still sitting in his exact same position in five years? Yeah, that's fascinating. The most fascinating thing. That's the really interesting piece. Yeah, the power dynamic between Dana White and Vince McMahon, I'm going to watch closely. I think that's the, uh, you know, of all the soap opera possibilities that we have here, I think that's the most fascinating thing to watch. Dana is a guy who has looked up to Vince McMahon, who has stolen from him and his tactics throughout the years. And now Dana White is technically under Vince McMahon. So I'm just curious to see how to type a power hungry money hungry controlling guys work together yeah that's fascinating and also you cannot remove you know nick khan from the mix the fact that nick is now in the position he's in with the talent and and just general brain power that dude has where yeah. this whole thing they're just very interesting personalities that Ari are Emanuel involved in too. this and Ari Emanuel, right like it is a really interesting group and just to watch the whole thing play out over time will be interesting. Um, but like I said, at this point, I don't expect to see any sort of major changes. And that's one of the reasons we'll have an eye on SmackDown to see if there was anything to the conversation from Monday. We will be back on Tuesday. So the cool thing is the next time we meet on Tuesday, we'll be able to process what happened tonight on SmackDown and what happens on Monday. So we'll have a, actually a somewhat better a look at the landscape in just a few short days when we talk back here on Cheap Heat. Rosenbergbeats at gmail.com. Of course, the email address. Um, and don't forget that Discord. Uh, Troy will put it again in the description of this episode. I'm going to get in there today and, and see what's going on, but I, I see a lot of people using it. It seems to be really active. So everyone who's uh, having fun with the Cheap Heat universe in the uh, Discord, big ups to you. Troy, have a good weekend. Don't get your heart broken again. To the, again, today's lesson is women... Don't just show zero interest for months physically and then say, let's go be in a relationship together. Mm. I've never seen it done. Mm. Happy Easter. <laughs> <laughs> Same age, everyone. At this time, I would like to introduce... Shout out to that guy, Greg. Red Hart is the greatest professional wrestler in the history of the art form. Midge. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.